Thank you. Yeah, we are looking at tribe. How to tribe? What does it mean? Shall we pray? Our eternal Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we appreciate you and love you for this occasion. Thank you because it's because of you that we are standing. Oh, but you are able. Thank you for helping us. 25 years have come and gone. We are still standing. Thank you, eternal Father, for capturing territories for you because we belong to you. Thank you for all we had today is because of you. Father, we appreciate you. Almighty God, you still want us to go ahead and achieve more. Help us, O God, even as I teach your word. Let the utterance which you have given to explain be made manifested so that everyone will grasp the truth of your word. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. When we talk about thriving, let's first look at our subject. What does he mean? You will have heard of a thriving business. That is talking about a business that is winning. A business that is growing. A business that is expanding. Many times, grammatically, if you use the word thrive, it connotes an environment whereby the expansion is not naturally expected, but notwithstanding, in spite of, there is progress. So to thrive means to excel or prosper in spite of the environment. A thriving business is a business that is increasing. So when we say to thrive, that is what we mean. What does English Dictionary say? It says to grow vigorously, to flourish, to gain in wealth or possessions. It means to prosper. So this anniversary period, we want to look at how to prosper, how to gain in wealth and possession, how to grow. Or we can look at it from the perspective of thanksgiving. We will say, in spite of all, we have grown. In spite of all, we prosper. So that is our subject. How do you thrive in this particular world? What are the factors? You know, our text is taken from Proverbs chapter 11, verse 28. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 28 says, He that trusted in his riches shall fall or fail, but the righteous shall flourish 
as a branch. The righteous shall flourish as a branch. What are the factors for thriving? How do we prosper? How do we survive in spite? How do we excel? How do we grow? What are the factors? That is our subject this evening. We want to look at them one by one. Another way you can look at it is this. You can look at this man and say, my friend, do you want to thrive in this world? Do the following things. So what I'm doing this evening is this. Friend, if you want to thrive, if you want to flourish, if you want to excel, do the following things. These are the things to do if your purpose is to prosper. If you want to excel, these are the factors. What are the things that make someone to try to prosper? Number one, knowledge. Everybody say knowledge. knowledge. <clears throat> that is the first thing. If you want to prosper, you need appropriate knowledge. And under this knowledge, we are going to look at it one after the other. I believe they are recording these messages or this particular message which will give you opportunity to listen to it over and over and over. Why, Pastor? Because we are going to look at a lot of things within shortness of time. So my brother, if you want to thrive in this world, what you need is knowledge. You need knowledge in order to thrive. Under that knowledge, we will now look at them one after the other. Number one, revelation knowledge. So, what do I need? What are the factors to survive or to thrive? Knowledge. Under knowledge, A, revelation knowledge. What does revelation knowledge mean? Simply put, the knowledge of God and his word. The clear, accurate knowledge of God and his word. Is there anything about accurate knowledge? Yes. What is inaccurate knowledge? I'm sorry that I'm going to use this example, but it will make it clear. There is the religious understanding of God and it's not right. Have you ever watched CNN, maybe Catholic service, when we are giving mass, sophistication, accuracy, organization, perfect thing, but it looks like it. That is not it. The Bible talks about form of godliness. Have you ever seen the cap of a bishop? Only God knows how they came about all those things. It will be so tall. How they came about is, I don't understand. The <laughs> you know, and everything will be neat, neat. That looks like it. That is not it. Real understanding of God's word. 
It's different from knowing God from your mind. That is why a professor of religious study might not be born again. When you see the revelation of God's word in your spirit, you need it to thrive. Why? Because that is number one knowledge that you need. Oh, pastor, how I wish I can have that. I will tell you how. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. See, look at this Bible. This is showing people Bible these days is very difficult because it's a digital Bible. If I say see this Bible, it doesn't look like Bible. It looks like iPhone. <laughs> but there is Bible inside. You don't understand Bible with your mind. Mommy, Bible doesn't have effect, direct effect on your body. When I was very young, I used to have a bad dream. My mom would say, put Bible under your pillow. Does it work? It doesn't work. Why? Bible doesn't have effect on your body. Some people will go to the hotel, they will see Gideon's Bible, wonderful. And they think if they put it under their pillow, it will mean something. It means nothing. Bible doesn't have direct effect on our body. We don't understand Bible with our mind necessarily. Or else, it's only the educated ones that will be born again. But illiterates get born again. In fact, one of the greatest men of God that God used was a plumber. So if it is of the mind, it will be useless. How do we understand Bible from our spirit? That is where revelation knowledge is. You need to see it in your spirit. Catch this, everybody. The day you see it in your spirit that himself took your infirmities and bore your diseases, you have crossed from sickness to health 80%. But you need to see it from your spirit. How do I do that? Ephesians chapter 1. See from verse 15 to the last verse. There is a prayer the Spirit of God gave to the church. Keep praying that for yourself over and over and over and over. I still prayed it this morning. I prayed it yesterday. I prayed it the day before yesterday. I have been praying it. I have not missed one day this year. Pastor, why? That is where you see revelation of God's word. What do you mean pray it for yourself? Everybody open and see it here. Yeah, it's even here. I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and, to, and love to all the saints, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Now, this is how I pray it. I will say that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the heights of my understanding being enlightened, I will pray it over and over and over and over. That is how to begin to understand Bible. You have not understood Bible until you see it in your spirit. 
You will think you know Bible. You don't know. And guess what? I am not a mechanic. I'm not an English teacher. I'm a Bible teacher. So if I know anything, I know something about Bible teachers. You know what I discovered? Every outstanding Bible teacher that the Lord Jesus has given to the church, they were led to pray this prayer for themselves. Where is this guy showing this thing here? Show us this place. Every outstanding Bible teacher at one time or the other was led to pray this. Pray it for yourself over and over and over and over. You want to try it? This is how. This, there is no shortcut. This is how. When I was in university, I was unconsciously led to pray this prayer for myself. And I will be in exam all. My mate will think I was praying about the exam. And I will pray that God will give unto me spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. I prayed it unconsciously for about six months. What happens? I started knowing Bible. You don't know Bible yet until you pray this. Look at your neighbor and say, did you hear? No, no, you will think you know. You don't know. There is a difference between your spirit seeing it and your mind comprehending it. You may write a book on knowledge of God. If you don't see revelation of it, you may be grammatically correct. Someone that has seen it will read it and get better than you. Because we only know God's word from our spirit, not from our, from our mind. So the first knowledge you need is revelation knowledge. You want to try? You want to excel? You want to prosper? Stay with this. If you put it as part of your daily prayer, my brother and sister, within one year, you are likely to know what you have known all your Christian life in the next one year, if you do it faithfully. Revelation knowledge. That is the first type of knowledge that you need to try. Number two, street wisdom. You want to drive? You need street wisdom. You need street knowledge. Pastor, what is that? It's the wisdom you gather on the street. <clears throat> that you need in Nigeria. Nigeria is a peculiar state. <laughs> Nigeria is a peculiar state. You need street wisdom. Parents that are here, let's teach our children street wisdom. Don't let's build all these uh, Greek kind of chickens that we don't understand street wisdom. There is something rampant in Abuja now. They say one chance. If you have street wisdom, you are hardly likely to ever be caught with it. What is street wisdom? Common sense. Something to open your eyes and say, mm -mm. two people sitting at the back saying, I will stop nearby. You can enter and stay in between us. Mm -mm. That is street wisdom. You need it to thrive. One day, a church member of mine, an agent, estate agent, an, uh, an engineer, civil engineer, 
he was uh, handling a particular project. It's even a lady. She was handling a particular project. Renovation. And here comes Omonile. You know Omonile? Those people that will come and say you have to pay them. It is street wisdom you need to handle them. That may not be relevant outside Nigeria. But if you are in Nigeria, you need that. They came to stop her. They said she should not go on. What? So when she came to me, I said, no problem. Let me see them. And I went there. Why did you go there? Because it's Nigeria. Outside this country, you can get lawyers to fight for you. Lawyer plus is what works here. <clears throat> you, you will need it to try very well. So I went there, and I said, excuse me. So they came around. I said, who is your boss? I can't talk to you people. I need to see your boss. So they directed me to who their boss is. I said, I'll go and see him. When I got there, I found out that he must be high in the hierarchy of talks in that vicinity because he has an office. <laughs> and when one old man was passing by, the old man prostrated with his chest touching the ground. So I said, this is him. When I saw him, I said, bros, how are you doing? I said, you see, I'm an Ibadan man. I'm a Yoruba man. You can't come to an environment without greeting people that are there. I'm the one that is working in that place. I will send somebody to you. I sent him 20,000. Pastor, is that not bribe? That's not bribe. That is sweet wisdom. <laughs> Neglect it, you forfeit a lot of things. You need that wisdom. You need that knowledge. Why? You are in Nigeria. There are people that have lost land because they just don't have that. You need that. He gave me his name and his phone number. He said, if anybody comes around, call me. I said, it's okay. Do you know that the OPC people came later? They said, who is working here? They need their court. I, I told them, I said, so, 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 say you can call. Oh, they said, where are They were afraid of him. <laughs> when I got to my mechanic at the mechanic village, and I was just talking, and I mentioned the guy. He said he is the head of all the political talk from Bere to Oritamere, come to Getty. <laughs> you need that. You need that in this country. Don't just be sophisticated that doesn't know what goes on. You want to thrive? You need that. Or else people will cheat you. I was with my mechanic some time ago, and the guy, they said, Pastor, you will pay for something. I paid for it. Then they said, you will pay for something. After I paid enough that I know is enough, and I went there, and the guy was like, hey, there is something, there is... I said, I look at one of them, I said, come here. Do you, have you had one Yoruba proverb before? 
I said, let me tell you. I said it in Yoruba, and I will interpret it for the sake of those of you that are not Yoruba. I said the Yoruba says that he won't bale your money, you know, that obasinwi. <laughs> what it means is that when they give you a roasted dog that had rabies, don't eat too much. <laughs> what was the result? They didn't ask for money again. <laughs> they just didn't ask for money again. <laughs> that is rich wisdom. You really need to survive here. Don't just walk like you are in heaven. You are in Nigeria. Yesterday we were at home and we just had bow. See now we don't know what happened. That's Nigeria for you. In a situation like that, you, you need street wisdom. You don't just float. At the back of your mind, have this mentality. Nigeria is different. Pastor, are we rewriting the Bible? No, 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 no. There was a time David faked to be a madman. That's sweet wisdom. <laughs> he just started misbehaving like he was mad. That is someone that understood streets. You need that knowledge. You need that understanding to thrive in this nation. They took Paul one day, and when you look at the crowd, he saw some of them from Ishekiri, some of them from Ijo. He said, I'm Ijo. Then they got divided. So the Ijo people said, he's one of us. He's a good man. He divided them. That is street wisdom. You need it to survive. Hallelujah. So apart from revelation knowledge, you need street knowledge. You need street wisdom. These things are mandatory to thrive. Number three, you need financial literacy. That is important to thrive. <coughs> May you not have plenty of money until you have financial sense. People that understand, they said amen. Because the truth is this if you have money and you, all don't have, you are not financially literate, it will go. I have had plenty of money as you see me. I will have been richer than this, sincerely. But I got the money before I had sense. And the money flew. That's, not, that's the truth. I got the money supernaturally. Why? Because the person that gave me the money never knew me. I was in a burden. Somebody just called me and said, Pastor, are you at home? Where are you? I said, the burden. And she came. This woman said one day, her driver told her and said, Madam, I want to close early today. And the madam said, why? He said, I wanted to go and watch Paitowa. I was then on OGTV. And the madam said, what? He said, Paitowa. But the guy is a Muslim. So the woman said, but you're a Muslim. That sounds like a Christian. That man said, Mommy, if you also watch him, you will keep watching him. And immediately he said that. That woman said, the Spirit of God spoke to her and said, when you see a Muslim rushing home to watch a pastor, don't you know I'm with him? 
give him money. That's, he gave me over 10 million. Where is it? He flew. <clears throat> because I didn't have sense. I just look at the church and look at three people into, in doing business in church. So I gave them three, three million. I said, return my money with or without interest. I just want to help you, but make sure you return my money. They all failed. They all failed. What do you do? You, you imprison or you charge your member? No. That's how the money flew. Anytime money comes to your mind and the next person you are thinking of is someone that will help you invest, your head is not yet correct. You have to go and learn. What did I do? Did I get angry? No. Never get angry when you are stupid. Don't, it doesn't make sense. I, I, I just told myself I'm not smart. That's what it means. So I better learn how. I have not gotten as much money as I, after that time, but I've been able to do much more than that with little money that comes my way. Why? I am now financially literate. That is the difference. You need to understand that. By the way, I read agricultural economics. They don't teach it in school. So if you think you will know how to handle money in school, forget about it. <coughs> Parents, make sure that you teach your children as they are with you during the holiday. When they buy pizza, ask for the change. Let them have sense of financial literacy. Let them know that you don't spend everything, you invest. Get them to start thinking like that. Do you know that there are you could hardly get any tribe that is as respectful as Nigerians, as Yorubas. Why? We are taught to respect elders. If we add financial literacy to our home training, our children will be as smart financially the way we are respectful. Let's add it to their training. But how can you add what you don't have? That guy said, what I have, I give unto you. That is why the first thing is for you to learn. What did you do, pastor? I started reading books on money. You know, when we got born again, we were not taught to read. In fact, our pastor told us, read only Bible. Were they right? They were wrong. Even Bible encourages us to read other books. But we were not taught like that. Read books on financial literacy. Know something about money. Let me give you about three things that you should put in your left hand and don't forget. Number one, treat money like a servant. The rich understand that, the poor don't. Pastor, what do you mean? When you treat money like a servant, what happens when you send a servant on an errand? You will ask, what have you done? That is what happens. What have you done? You will ask your servant. Anytime you come around and say, I don't even know where that 20,000 is, just slap yourself. You are not treating money the right way. You should know where that 20,000 20, is. You are like someone that sent an errand, a servant on an errand, and you don't know what he has done. Start treating money like that. Do you know that the rich understand that? 
The poor don't. Sometimes you will think a rich man is just spending. They are not. Not long ago, one guy gave a Lagos State one billion naira for security. <coughs> so you and me, we look at him and say, wow, a generous man. But I'm, I'm telling you, he won't get anything less than three billion from it. That is how the rich do. Sometimes when you see them spray money, you think they are wasteful. They are not, if he's a rich man. He will wait for about three minutes, I mean three weeks, till the father of the bride will have watched the video. Then he will go for contract. He wants to find out what that spraying has achieved. The rich don't just spend, they use money. Have that attitude about money. Money follow rules. Number two, don't forget, money follow rules. You need to understand the rule about money. Even as a church, you need to understand the rules about money. If money doesn't follow rule, how come you will see a complete blind man on the road as you are driving and you are looking for 50 naira or 100 naira somewhere to give him? A complete total blind man. I said money follow rules, my brother. Money follow rules. Understand the rules. That's what we are talking about now. You will see a complete blind man and you're looking for 100 naira, 50 naira. You and me know Lagos corporate beggars. They will wear suits and come around and say, I'm stranded. And we don't give them 100 naira. Do you give them 50 naira? No, you're looking for something like 500 or maybe 1,000. Someone that you know is lying. And here is someone that you know need money, complete blind man, and you are giving him 50 naira. <clears throat> Why? Money follow rules. The blind man is following rules that doesn't attract money. Is that not what happened to you when you go to your uncle to request for money? You will wear rubber slippers. You will dress shabbily like a poor man. So your uncle will see you and say that 500 naira is good for this. You are following the rule that doesn't attract money in looking for money. So money follow rules. Study to find out so that you will understand. Oh, I said three, I will give you four. Number three, don't over-spiritualize money. God didn't put money in place of prayer. He puts this in your mind, in your understanding. We have been taught to over-spiritualize money too much. Everybody is praying, 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 praying. Listen, everybody. It will be injustice if you are a lazy man. You are on the mountain and you are praying. And God gives you money. I am in the sun selling my goods. And God will now not give me money. That will not be fair. Did you hear what I just said? Why will God give you money that you go and pray under AC? I mean that I'm selling my good in the sun. He will now not give me. No, that will not be fair. That is why with your prayer, brothers, with your prayer, you need to hard, hard work. We are going to look at that before we round up. Don't over-spiritualize money. Money doesn't disappear. Forget about all those people that say money disappears. Money doesn't disappear. One old woman came to me one day and said that money disappears from her purse. I said, why? 
How? Oh, she said it disappears. I said, eh? Hey. I said, why? He said, people are after her. I said, how? Who will be after you? I said, where is your house? She's rented a house somewhere in Ogbere. I said, are you mobile? No, Okada, man brought her. I said, so why will somebody be after you? You don't have a house? You are not mobile? And the way I'm looking at you, even the witches can't be after you. Your blood cannot be sweet. Blood that will not have me look. <laughs> Milo less blood. <laughs> Nobody's after you. Sit down. If you are poor, there are natural, physical, commonsensical reasons why you are poor. I was poor. I later find out how. Period. Why were you poor, pastor? I didn't see anybody that would teach me how to be rich, and I didn't inherit anything. Do you know some people will try because of inheritance? And we are going to talk about that. It's not only spirit, spirit. One of the ways to thrive is to have parents that will give good money for you when they die. Yes. <laughs> that, that, that's part of it. Like a joke of a man that they say, ah, you made it. They say, how? He said, it took a strong will. It took a strong will. One million dollars. <laughs> so don't over-spiritualize life. If your business is not going well, sit down. Find out why. There is a why somewhere, and it is not mysterious. Why you are poor is not mysterious. It is understandable. So sit down and find out why. I deal with a lot of local people. So some pastor will say, Pastor, nobody comes to my church. I will say, tell me how your church is. They have tapolin around the church and this iron sheet in the sun. When you enter the church, it's like you are going for baking. <laughs> I say, if you bake members <laughs> every Sunday, <laughs> how will people come? A whole we have over spiritualized life. That's our problem. A, a, a governor will be voted in. He will say, by the grace of God, I will do road. But shut up. Let's leave the grace of God to ministers of the gospel. If people pay tax, you will do road. That's what a governor should say. I know some of you will think I'm not a Christian. That's your own. Because they were everybody like, if God, if God, if God. If you are in a secular, if you are a politician, you work with people. That is how to survive. Don't, don't, don't do that. You know, it amuses me when they mix everything together. Somebody will say, the church is going down. They will say, why? Because some robbers are multiplying and churches are multiplying. We are, we are failing. Shut up. We are not failing. It's not the job of the church to handle armed robbers. It's the job, job of the government. 
We need to classify things. How many times have the church called the government to come and cast out the devil? <clears throat> that one is the work of the church. That one is the work of the church. The government have their own responsibility. Don't mix it together. They are the ones that should secure their citizens. That's why they collect tax. But bless your darling heart. The last thing is, understand the power of compound interest. Understand the power of compound interest. Don't try to get rich quick. You will do yourself injustice if you try to get rich quick. There is something about compound interest. A little here, a little there, you are growing, you are developing. That is how to grow. Look at it. Everybody, do you know that if we have brother A and brother B, and we say brother A, brother B, choose one. Either we give you three million naira now, or we give you one naira. And that one naira doubles every day for one month. Which one will you go for? Either we give you three million naira now, or we give you one naira. That will become two naira tomorrow. That will become four naira next tomorrow. Which one will you choose? For 30 days. Do you know that one naira is, will be more than 3 million at the end of 30 days? If it doubles every day, that is the power of compound interest. Don't be in a hurry. Start investing little by little by little. People queue for pension money and they die. May it never happen to be. It doesn't come by wish, it comes by planning. So you have to plan. Catch this, everyone. The person that will be poor tomorrow, we know now. You don't need a prophet. So you tell yourself, the way I'm going, how will my old age be? You can know. So enjoy and employ the power of compound interest. Small investment here and there. That's why be literate about real estate. Do you know that they've said that most of the millionaires in the world have something to do with real estate? Many of them. Do you know how much they sell a plot of land in your area? You don't know. You are not a good Christian. <laughs> a good Christian must know how much they sell a plot of land in his area. That's how to thrive. That's how to excel. Find out. As you see me when I'm driving... If I see a place and they say something like they want to sell this land, uh, call this number. I don't have money. I'm not buying. And I will call. Yes. Are you a lecturer here? All of you that are bankers and co. And you don't have a plot of land. You think they are sending, <clears throat> sending from whom? They are not sending from whom. Number one, your problem is your friends. What kind of friends do you have? Your friends will determine what you talk about. What do you talk about? Do you have friends that you talk about how much they sell a plot of land? Do you have any friends whereby you talk about cooperative society somewhere they are selling land? Do you have any friend like that? This is the reason why you have a Jeep V8 
and your mechanic that helps you work on that jeep as a land, as a his own house. You are in a rented house. Because what you discuss is a house, Senate, Governor Wiki. That's how you discuss. Go to the mechanic village, see what they talk about. They will say UCH Cooperative Society. They are selling land around Ologweru. That's what they talk about. That's why they have. It is what you concentrate on. Give attention to something, it will start affecting you, you will start affecting it. So if you don't have a real estate or a surveyor as a friend, forget it. You don't have good friends. So begin this is the beginning of the year. Do you have a lawyer as a friend? If you don't have a lawyer as a friend, you need a lawyer. Do you have a doctor as a friend? If you don't have a doctor as a friend, you, didn't, you need a doctor friend. And you need a pastor as a friend. Say, oh, yes. yes. The last one is a banker. You need a banker as a friend. That, is, that will complete the circle of your friends. Listen, everyone. You need to be financially literate. It's a different set of knowledge, and we need it. We need it. Things are tougher here. When you hear of our brethren outside the world, they will talk about, I'm now owning a house. If you own a house in Nigeria, it's like three in U.S. Because all they need to do is to put down 30%. Here until you pay everything. You can't own a house. So if you are a house owner in Nigeria, you are a house owner. And this thing is not rocket science. Just get acquainted. Yesterday, this is my uh, architect. We still went to, uh, what's the name of this? Uh, is it, it's not Bada. What's the name of that place? We still went yesterday to go and check one property that somebody wanted to sell. Yeah, that's how to do it. That's what I enjoy. I enjoy street thing. Why? Because everybody look at me like an unsophisticated pastor, and I'm enjoying it. <laughs> That's why I'm bound to be rich. Sincerely, I'm bound to be rich. You can be rich also. You want to thrive? You need to have that financial literacy. Hard it to whatever you have. Then number I said, knowledge. Under the knowledge, we look at revelation knowledge. We look at street wisdom. We look at financial literacy. Then the second thing we want to look at is you can thrive by natural, I mean, naturally by inheritance and hard work. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29. Proverbs 22, 29. Say thou a man diligent in his business, he shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before me men. The Bible says that if you are diligent in your work, that is how to thrive, by working hard, by sweating. Please don't be lazy in life. Work hard. Work hard that if God gives you money, you won't have guilty conscience. Sincerely, if I become very rich, I will not have guilty conscience. Why? I work hard. I work hard. If God will sit down alone and say, this boy is working hard, let me do him good. I will say, sir, you are right. 
yeah, you are right. Because I believe in working very hard. I'm not ashamed to tell you that I've been teaching one one now every day on the, on the internet for the past two years, 10 months. Every day. I will still teach one now tonight. Every day. You think God should not prosper me? Ah, he should. He should. He should. Pastor, uh, they read something like, uh, I'm on 21 radio. God has even helped us to add three more, uh, four more. We have added Kogi, Niger, Nasarawa, and Adamawa. 25 radio stations. I just do recording, recording, record. There is no single day I don't do recording. I don't have friends. I don't have time. I don't. So how will God not prosper me? Work like this. Please, if you're in business, sit down with your business. Think about it. Work about it rigorously. Enjoy it. That's it. God will prosper you. He said, if you see a man that is diligent in his work, are you into broadcasting? Watch your diction very well. Get experts. Just, just put in your best. Think and think and think and think. Do you know what I'm looking for now? I'm looking for a high that will help me to preach in Hausa language. <clears throat> that is what I'm looking for now. If I see anybody here that knows how, please get in touch with me. Pastor, why? I look at what I do. I don't do any other thing. I think and think and think and think and think and think about it. I saw one man, the owner of, uh, uh, what's the name, Fresh FM. And he said, Pastor, I have been watching you for years. And it doesn't seem as if what you do can be improved on. Because he said it has not been duplicated. That's what he said. You know why? I sit down, I think and think and think and think and think. That's all I do. So why will you do business and not be successful? Why? What's your stress? What's your stress? Why can't you work very hard? Think about it. Maybe you need to employ a better person. Maybe you need to go for seminars. Maybe you need to go and learn from experts. Maybe the people that you are serving, you people, you are lending out money. Maybe that's what is stopping your profit. Sit down. Think about it. Overnight, think about it. Consult people. You will, ex you will thrive. That is it. You will thrive. Oh, you don't know what it takes to start a church. Ah, when you start a church like this, the pastor will sweep the floor before anybody comes. He will arrange the chairs. That's, that's what it takes. That is how life is. Work very hard. God honors hard work, whether in the spiritual or in the natural. Work very hard. Don't see that. There are some of you, you are doing an MBA. You have submitted, or you are supposed to submit your project, <clears throat> or it remains only project for two years. A shame on you. You are not a good child of God. Or you are a child of God, though. But you are not a good one. How can you not submit your project for two years? Shame on you. I met somebody the other day and said that I supposed to have graduated two years ago. I said, what, what kind of life is this? Ah, my brethren, work very hard. Whatever you do, become expert in it. That is, that is what to do. 
Become a, work very hard. If you go to any bookshop around, if you see any book on Yoruba proverb, I have it. Why? I'm a professional. I'm a professional. I read it like I read Bible. I will take a book of 1,000 Yoruba proverb and finish from beginning to the end. That's my job. I don't want anybody to beat me to what I'm doing. Hallelujah. I make it difficult to copy me. That's what to do in life. That's how to work. Work very hard. If you are in education, make sure you are outstanding there. Young guys that are here, please, 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 work very hard. If you are into music, you must know who is now leading worship, who is popular, the, the latest music. You need to know a lot about that. I like it when you have people that are singing. At least they know how to play one instrument, one musical instrument. Don't just stay with only singing. Learn how to play keyboard. Just get the, be the best from whatever you do. That is how to do it. And those of you that have children that are 21, please let them know how to drive. Because there are some of you, they will beg you and beg you and beg you. Why? 18-year-olds should know how to drive. Get him or her into driving school. Don't let them come up with like you. Some of us never know how to drive until... In fact, by the time I bought a car, I still didn't know how to drive. Because we were poor. Poor people don't know how to drive. But they are different. So by hard work. Because if you get... If you inherit a lot, and you don't work hard with it, it will not multiply. So whatever you do, work very hard with it. That is how to thrive. And the last thing is to thrive by the hand of God. That is the last thing we are talking about. I said you thrive by knowledge. You thrive by hard work. By working very hard. And that knowledge is divided into revelation knowledge, street wisdom, and financial literacy. Then you try by hard work, by working very hard. The last one is that you can try by the hand of God. But let me tell you that the truth of it in life is that most people that really thrive and excel, they have the combination of all. The reason is because if you thrive by the hand of God alone, if you don't have sense to maintain it or multiply it, it will not last. So you still need education. That is what usually happens when God does miracles. You see somebody that says, oh, praise God, oh, praise God, oh. God gave me one million. Oh. Two, three weeks after, they will still send texts to you. Can I get some money from you? And you wonder what happened. Because they didn't have sense. So even when God does miracles, you need to learn practically how to maintain it. But there is something about the hand of God. If not for the hand of God, some of us can... Who are we? <clears throat> I grew up in a very, very poor environment. Very, very poor environment. And like I always say, there are some certain things that you can't help it. If you are poor, you can't have it. 
I told you that I didn't know how to drive, even when I bought a car. God was the one that provided the car. I never thought in my life to ever drive a car. Where I grew up, doing God's work is by force. I believe when there is opportunity to preach, if I will crawl there, I will crawl to the place. I don't care of how I get there, I will just get there. I don't mind buying a bike, bicycle. In fact, when I was thinking of pastoring, I told myself I will buy a bicycle, a motorcycle. Suzuki to be precise, sky blue. That was my desire. I said they won't know I can preach when I get there with my bicycle. Because I never thought of driving, riding a car at all in my life. But God provided. It was like a shock to me when he provided. So I grew up. I was meant to be a nobody. One day, I, was, I went to check someone in UCH and I met a matron. And the matron said, Paitowa, my husband said that you were mates in school. But sometimes, when we sit down watching you on television, he will still say, is he him? Is he not him? I said, I don't know who your husband is, but I'm sure he was my mate. You know why? My classmates didn't think that I will make it in life. And they were not wrong. I was not designed like that. Maybe because I read a course I didn't enjoy. I read agricultural economics and I didn't enjoy it. So I don't go to class. Don't be like me. It was only God that helped me. Sometimes two weeks, I won't go to class at all. Sometimes I won't even know a lecturer. They will say that lecturer taught us sometimes. Say, hi. <laughs> One day they were having... Me, uh, talking in class. They said we are going to have NFA society. People with no future ambition. They said Brogbade will be our densec. I laughed. They didn't expect anything of me. So I said, if your husband sometimes thinks that, is he him, is he not him? He must be my classmate. Because that's how every one of them thought. That could it be him? Because I was not designed like that. But there is striving with the hand of God. There is an help. There is a help that you can't explain. That is the only thing I can ascribe to it. I'm not, I don't speak phonetics. When I speak English, I struggle with it. Sometimes I speak Yoruba and they will discover that I'm from Ibadan. I don't even look it. You know, sometimes people, some people will come to our church and they will be asking where is Paitowa? Sometimes they will meet me, they won't know it's me because I don't look it I don't look it it's, there is something about the hand of God I just said now that uh, we are on 25 radio stations do you know how much we spend a, a week? about 496,000 I don't even know how it comes <laughs> except God working it out there is something about the hand of God and it makes all the difference. When you now combine it with all we have said, you now see that you will, none of your mates will catch you. Because there is a factor. Everybody, let's tell facts. If you are Goliath, can a stone kill you? 
let's be factual. Even if it's you, ah, you have a shield. You have a 17-year-old. And in front of you, he's doing like this. What are you doing? Worst case scenario, you come in with your legs. <laughs> Aha. It has got to be stoned with the hand of God. That is it. That is it. Nobody can use catapult to kill you. But when the hand of God is there, and that is why our case is different. Do you know that during this anniversary, God will give us a gift. What, the, what is the gift? Is and that factor that makes a difference in life. The factor that we make people say, is he him? He can be him. Maybe he looks like him. And that is what makes us to be different. And you know that hand is here today. Let me tell you one thing. There is what they call corporate anointing. Pastor, what does it mean? The Bible says that we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. We form a house for God. Do you know that God is here? The creator of the hands of the earth is here. Our father is here. We form a house for him. Oh, he doesn't stay in the building that is made of block. He is in us. And as we have come together, he that stretched the heavens like you stretch a garment, he is here. Let me tell you something. All he needs to do is a touch in your life. And how does he do it? As we gather together in unity and we pray, it may not look like anything has happened to you. But after the service, you just find out that everything you touch turns to gold. He's the one that does that. That is something that people won't be able to understand. I'm talking about God working things out for us supernaturally. And his hand will rest upon every one of us. You know all we need to do is just to unitedly say, Father God, we are here to be touched. Let me tell you something. Do you think if somebody tells you that, that look at that place, that hut here, the devil will literally come there on Thursday by 4 p.m. Will you come? No, you won't go. Why? You will say, where the devil will literally be present. When we have a take-home don't you think so? Something we brush on someone. But you know this is the house of God. And it's here. How will something not brush on you? In the Old Testament, when they are 30 years old, God told them at least once a year, appear in the temple, in the presence of God. For what reason? So that something will brush on them. That thing will keep them for one year. That's why when they go to battle, they don't need to count them. Because they won't die. When you read about something some of them do, you will think that they are supermen because of the hand of God. There are some of them that bear hand kill lion and you barely know their name. They are ordinary people because of the hand of God. And that hand will come today in the name of the Lord Jesus and it will make a lot of difference in our life. Can we stand up and just pray in tongues tonight? For that hand that causes a man to thrive, the factor that is difficult to understand. That thing that singles us out. That thing that distinguishes us. Oh, Father God, we thank you. <clears throat> we look up unto you, Jehovah, the maker of the heavens and the earth, 
the Almighty. Oh, may you cause your hand to rest upon us, O God. O siligati kelebrahanzo zonongre iki bakustanga legaso zonongre iki bakatiya ba enemo zozono itaiki bakazohati kelehanzo zonongre itiya ba. Father, we receive a touch from you tonight that we make all the difference in our lives, O Jehovah. Oh, libaka zene ikaiki ba tu yenembra anzozono ili hatu kaike mangaza hatita kalige manzozono. Oh, Father God, we pray by corporate anointing that we rest your hand upon everyone here. Father, we may we leave this place a different person, oh God. In the name of Jesus, the factor that cannot be understood by human beings, that thing about you that you put upon us, that makes us to excel, that makes us to thrive in spite of uh, situations, opposition, circumstances, oh God. May you shower down your hands upon us. May you cause your hand to rest upon us, Jehovah. Oh, Father, thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Our eternal Father, in the name of Jesus, we are your children. Once again, we want to thank you for this anniversary. Thank you for the ways you have helped us. Thank you. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you said whenever we gather together in the name of Jesus, he will be there. You are a blesser. Jesus, you are here. Touch your people. Touch everyone. There is a touch of yours that nobody understands. And he just pedestal us to glory and we will know how touch everyone God in the name of Jesus almighty God I pray that that same touch you touch David and he killed Goliath effortlessly because you are with him father I pray in the name of Jesus as we Come together in this anniversary. I pray the next 25 years we be filled with your hand, O God, with miracles. In the name of Jesus, I pray that henceforth, O God, you will open our eyes of understanding. We will know more. We will see more. We will know more. In the name of Jesus, Father, you are our helper. I pray that you open doors of help in the name of Jesus. Money is important on earth. Cause money to come on our way in the name of Jesus. Thank you, our eternal Father, for we walk in greater depth of unction and anointing and understanding because your hand is with us. No evil will come near us. No plague will come near our dwelling. They will not kidnap us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, our Father. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen.